Hello, welcome to more of the Richard Herring podcast feed, powered by Acast Plus. Uh, hope you're enjoying all these tour podcasts. There is still a chance to catch some, though they're selling out very fast. Uh, we, in fact, Sheffield on the 7th of March sold out. Uh, but check the theatre website for returns. Uh, Monday the 11th of March, Adam Buxton and Lemsis A in the Leicester Square Theatre sold out. But you can get tickets for the Warwick Arts Centre where I'm talking to Lindsay Santoro and the Exploding Heads internet phenomenon and at Bedford on the 21st where I'm talking to Olaf Falafel and my old friend Al Murray. I'm at Glasgow uh, on the 27th of March, sold out. Susie McCabe and Fred McCauley. And then at Hull on the 28th of March with Tommy Cannon and Bob Mortimer. Uh, there are three tickets left as I talk to you, so get there quick if you want to come and see that. Also, this richardherring.com slash Rahalastapa. Come and see me on tour, doing stand-up for the first time in six years. richardherring.com slash Ballback, coming lots of places around England and some places in Scotland. Uh, and that's about it for the moment. All right, sit back, relax, and enjoy Raha Lastapa. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi there, you're about to listen to Rich Show's Leicester Square Theatre podcast with my guest Brett Goldstein. We're doing a Kickstarter campaign for the video version of this podcast at the moment. Go to gofasterstrike.com slash kickstarter if you want to join in. I want to thank everyone so much. It looks like we are going to hit, if we haven't already hit, by the time you hear this, our target of £50,000. I'm just bowled over and so moved that you care enough about this show to make small and large contributions to it. Um, we actually need a little bit more money than we've budgeted for us we've been hit by a couple of extra unexpected charges so if you can keep going that would be lovely also any extra we get above that we will of course just put into filming the next series of Rahalastapa and if you don't like Kickstarter um, there are lots of other ways to contribute go to gofaststrike.com slash badges you can pay monthly that money we're earmarking mainly for as it occurs to me hopefully a future as it occurs to me coming up you can just buy a one-off badge or just make a one-off donation that money would be used for making other internet content possibly other uh, put put towards uh, the videos of Rahalastapa next time as well so those are lots of ways you can make contributions but we want to keep these free the audio is going to continue free whatever and um, whatever happens with the video so if you just enjoy this that is fine if you can't we want to make sure that this is available to people who can't afford to pay for it and also people who just won't afford to pay for it who are pricks. We want them still to be able to hear it for nothing because I don't think being a prick should stop you from enjoying great comedy. Um, and uh, if you want to 
come and see me live or come and see one of the shows, that would be fantastic as well. LeicesterSquareTheatre.com. There are loads coming up from September the 27th to uh, November the 29th with some fantastic guests coming up. If you pay monthly, uh, just a pound a month, you get uh, advanced details of what guests are coming up and an opportunity to book tickets ahead of everyone else. So that's another little incentive amongst uh, many others within that. But uh, if you can't afford to pay for it and you like it, just please just tell your friends about this show. Um, and I'm still doing my 12 shows of Richard Herring at the Leicester Square Theatre on Friday the 11th of September. I will be doing Lord of the Dance Settee for probably the last time ever, I would imagine. And on the 12th of September, I am doing my new show, Happy Now, which is currently about two-thirds written, but there's still some time to go. Uh, so that one is very nearly sold out, so if you want to come see that book ahead, Lord of the Dance City uh, is, still has a few tickets left. Uh, thanks so much to everyone who's come to that. That's been a very successful season. I can't believe I've got through it, but it's worked, and uh, I've been very happy with it. So, again, I'm, I feel very chuffed that I'm getting this support for these endeavours. I'm glad you like the stuff, and seriously, just spreading the word and telling your friends about this is painful enough, especially if you can't afford to pay. Uh, but if you're a real prick, just enjoy this and don't tell anyone about it. Say, really love it, but keep it balled up in yourself and refuse to pay any money. And just and sit back and luxuriate in what a prick you are, that you've got lots of money, you're not even prepared. If everybody listened to this, gave us a pound a year, we could we could do two series of Rehearsed per year and as it occurs to me, that's how crazy this is. And I would love to get to that situation where everyone just voluntarily said, hey, look, all those podcasts are worth a pound a year, aren't they? Let's give that. It's not even going to Richard Herring. It's just going to pay for more stuff. But that's not going to happen. So, you know, it'd be nice if a percentage of you give a small amount of money every now and again. So uh, thank you for keeping these going. And here comes with Brett Goldstein. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a man who has just noticed that his chair has a massive piss or shit stain on it that is not his own. It's Richard Herring! <laughs> Hello, love. God. I'm still hungover from last weekend. It was just like, just like I predicted. It's like I'm Nostradamus. Uh, welcome to the uh, show. It's called Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. But I was down in uh, the West Bank of the Seine, <laughs> if that's a thing. And a lot of the kids there, the French kids in berets and onions, were calling it Rehelles de Peur. So, uh, so that's, come, that's becoming a thing, apparently. Uh, so um, I, uh, I completely forgot last week uh, to read out the stuff I was meant to do. Very kindly, we've been doing a Kickstarter, and, uh, and on my birthday, uh, my 48th birthday, I spent an hour drawing around my own hand for you people. But you've been very nice to me, so I've, I'm not, I don't resent you at all. Uh, and drawing T-shirts. And there'll be another Kickstarter uh, coming uh, for the next series, if people are interested in that, with ridiculous prizes uh, to, rewards I think they're called but I should have said this in uh, the Bridget Christie episode I don't understand it it's from Jay Murphy are you in Jay Murphy uh, Andrew McAlden read, read some gissing now or read some gissing now I don't understand what it means and nor does anyone else it's just created a, an awkward tension uh, so and this is this is a beautiful one for this that should be in this week's that I have remembered Lee Blackshaw has sent this in uh, are you in Lee no I, I, I <laughs> 
You know, it's, it's possible. I took my then-girlfriend to see Someone Like Jogger, which will be at the Leicester Square Theatre at some time in August. It's probably time has passed. To test her humour. Ten years later, we're still together and I have a one-year-old baby. So remind Joe Cooper that she's both lovely but also a fucking idiot. Uh, so that is... That's, more, that's better than a cryptic message. You know how gissing... That's probably... It's pro- that, that might be a code word for a terrorist, that whole gissing thing. Me forgetting to say it was probably the best thing I've ever done. And now that's going to come out, nuclear bomb on old... Uh, won't it? Nuclear bomb on London, that's what's going to... Will that ever happen? Never. Uh, will never happen. Why will it never happen? London's too big. London's too big to nuclear bomb. Yeah. You don't know much about nuclear physics, mate. <laughs> you know Hiroshima? Bang. <laughs> they could blow up a bit of London, though, right? Yeah, okay, so <laughs> that's really my main concern. It's not like they'll get the whole thing. It's just if they drop a nuclear bomb on a bit of it, that would be a shame. The very cool uh, gentleman in the front row, very, one of the cool kids, stuck at that little wispy beard. Oh, what's your name, sir? Lee. Lee? Yeah, I used, used to know a guy. Uh, do you want to do a double act? Uh, and uh, what, do you do, what do you do for a living apart from being cool and gorgeous? You work for a charity? Wow, he's so cool. Are you with this guy? Are you with Lee? Yeah, what's your name? Lauren, that's cool. Um, and are you with him because of his charitability or because he's very hot? It's just he's hot, isn't he? He's really hot. I would go out. You're in danger. I don't usually say this. You've done really well. Uh, usually, you've done really well. I mean, I'll let the people at home judge. Uh, so, uh, because he's so gorgeous, you're also gorgeous as well. What do you do, Lauren? You work at customer service. You're evil, and he's like a chat. What what charity is it? Is it an evil charity? Disabled children, that's you can't, that is the best one. I can't even take the piss, there's nothing I can do to take the piss out of you for that. Except I do a lot of work. I've, I've raised um, £300,000 for Scope. I'm not showing off, but um, I'm not expecting a massive round of applause for that because I do it out of the good, no, I do it out of the goodness of my heart. And I, no, I don't want a massive round of applause. What I want is a little blue parking badge for my car. <laughs> Fucking wants £300,000. They can just give it to one per... I can, I'll limp out of the car every time I get out. Apparently that makes me sick. Do you, have you ever been tempted just to take one of the disabled parking badges and stick in your... No. You've never even thought of that, have you? That's the difference between you and me. <laughs> That's why you're young. <laughs> you wouldn't say, though, would you? If you're, not, you're not even filming, you know. No, that's right. It was a test, and you've passed it. You're allowed to keep your job at the Disabled Children Charity. Well done. People have turned against me. It, it, it had to happen. Uh, so, um, yeah, sorry to... Um, uh, oh, I can't even... Let, I'll, I'll apologise to him now. We might let him ask a question another week. Uh, his name was Toby Pearman or Pierman, who knows, who wanted me to ask Bridget lots of questions. I should have asked her, if you had to work for a lads magazine for five years, which one would you choose and why? <laughs> I'm quite glad that not. It seemed inappropriate. And do you think this would be better or worse than the Daily Mail? That is, uh, that is, I'm glad they didn't ask it now. But I'll get him to ask another question. Uh, unless he's satisfied with that. <laughs> It's unlikely. I'll just give you a 60 quid back, all right? Do you hate me that much? Right, we're going to crack straight on because the audience have literally turned against me. I can never win them. Of all the things I've said in my life, I can never win them back from this. Will you please welcome a man? He's probably best known. Usually this isn't true, but this is true. (laughs) He's probably best known for his appearance on Weekend Kitchen with Waitrose. It's Brett Goldstein, ladies and gentlemen. Brett Goldstein. <laughs> Welcome. Come in. Sit down. 
How are you doing? Thank you. It's lovely to be here it's on my uh, Weekend Kitchen with Waitrose tour. It's good, yeah. Do you, what, do you remember? Who was hosting Weekend Kitchen with Waitrose? I remember it very well because I, I was on with Kerry Godleyman. Oh, yes. And we had to uh, promote Derek. Yeah. And we were also on... I've already realised, right at the beginning, I want to tell you a story that I would then not want you to put on. <laughs> Uh, we were on with Catherine Jenkins. Oh, yeah. And it was so, so bad. Yeah. Don't use any of this. It was so bad <laughs> and awkward and weird. And they cooked us food. And the food was fucking horrible, which <laughs> was genuinely shocking. Because I thought, well, obviously, it's gonna, they have like this master chef. And then and we were sat there and they asked us terrible questions. They clearly didn't know who we were or why we were there. Much like you lot, I'm sure. And... Uh, <laughs> And I kept, and then there were like seven cameras and they had loads of auto cues. So I kept, look, I never knew which camera was on. We just sort of sat in this kitchen. And often when I watched it back, I'm just staring down the lens like a, <laughs> like a serial killer, just looking like the fuck is going on. And then, and, and me and Kerry were sort of laughing. And Catherine, oh God, she's not in, is she? Catherine. No. Catherine, National Treasure Catherine Jenkins. So we, so we thought, oh, we're all in this together. We're the three guests. And we sort of, there was a bit where something was happening over here and we weren't on except for me staring down the lens. And Catherine, uh, we sort of turned to Catherine Jenkins to sort of be like, let's be a gang. And we sort of went, that's a nightmare, isn't it? And she just sort of smiled like a robot and went, do you like cooking? And I thought, <laughs> me and Carrie looked at each other like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Shame you can't use it. We can, probably, yeah. we can work around it. Okay. Uh, it's a shame you don't have a story about being on Weekend Kitchen with Waitrose, because I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I was on with uh, Caroline Cork. I think Caroline Cork, one of the cores it was. Oh, really? Yeah, not the man. It definitely wasn't the man core. It was one of the other cores. <laughs> but then they brought up... We used to do a, we used to do a routine about the cores. I used to fancy... Uh, which one did I fancy? The pretty one. Uh, and that's, they're, they're all lovely. I can't remember. Andrea Core. Andrea Core, I fancied. Right. Uh, and, uh, and we had a shrine to her. Uh, and then with, all, with the other ones crossed out on it. And, the, and I'd go on about the man core and have a thing through her face. But she'd never heard about that, so I had to discuss this. Wow. Discuss this with her. But she seemed quite... She was quite, quite funny. She was up for a laugh. She quite enjoyed it. Quite flirtatious with me, I thought, for a woman who was married and knew I was married. So, you know, the, the shrines, well, I had a Julia Sawala shrine, and then five years later I went out with Julia Sawala. This shit works. Yeah, so I would have taken, you know, it wasn't the core I wanted, but right. I would have, it's close enough. If you squint, then pretty all, they're enough. pretty similar. I mean, to be honest, I would have had sex with the man core. If it was, it's still the same, de- it's the same the genetic yeah. material. That's yeah. all you have to, you have to look at it on a molecular level. So it was a shame you didn't have a story about uh, Weekend Waitrose, because I did. I was on with Lisa Snowden and... Yes, that's who I was on. Jamie Theakston, I think. I don't know, I've done so many of those things, I can't... The other thing that happened is after we'd done three sections, Lisa Snowden said, my name is Brett, by the way, for this bit, and Lisa Snowden said, let's go back to the kitchen with Kerry and Ben. And and it cuts to me and you see me go, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really good episode. <laughs> I don't think anyone watches it. Literally no one, just it's me. It's really just early in the morning back. as well. It's live, isn't it? Yeah. You have to go out to Pinewood or somewhere to film it. Yeah. It's really... Oh, the food was nice when I did it. Uh, not that you said anything different. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Get that quiet. 
Um, I'm a massive fan of yours, Brett, and I'm not. I'm Thanks. not. I don't think everyone will be aware of who you are. Sure. Chris Evans, not that one, didn't know who you were, and he knows a lot about comedy. Fair enough. Uh, but uh, <laughs> even when I said he's in uh, Uncle. Yeah, nothing. Uh, in nothing. I said, in Derek? He said, I don't watch that. Yeah. I said, I, he said, I didn't fancy watching that, so I never watched it. Fair enough. I don't know where he's coming from. Uh, oh, Scott, yeah. I never watched it, so I can't. I don't, you're in Scott in Drifters. Yeah. You play, you kind of specialise in sexy men next door or with people you go out with Nick Helm's sister, is that right? In No, in no his ex His ex girlfriend in Uncle. Yeah. Uh, so you're kind of a philandering man who... I'm no, that's not fair. Drifters, you're a nice guy who... I'm nice fancies. and drifters. Yeah. I'm either win uncle. Yeah. I've, got, I've got such Two, a range. Got range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're in Hoff the Record. That's right. Tell us about it, because that's... As we record this, that's... I don't know if it's it started up yet. Yeah, it's on uh, episode five. Oh, yeah. is it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, no. no. I'm glad everyone's watching it. I'm glad Is everyone's watching, watching it? it? What, what's uh, David Hasselhoff like in real life? I had to really think about what his name was then because the Hoff, the Hoff put me off. I was thinking Ho- David Hoff, Hoffelhaff, I was going to call him. Uh, David Hasselhoff is uh, f- f- fascinating. Uh, <laughs> no, I really like him. He's really lovely, but he, 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 he drinks a lot of Red Bull. He produces about 10 Red Bulls a day. I don't know if that's an expose. And, uh, <laughs> and he... Uh, He's got a lot, of, a lot of energy from all that Red Bull. And, <laughs> and he tells a lot of stories and he's lovely and he wants you to like him. He's really nice and, yeah. and he's very generous because the show's sort of semi-improvised and he lets you... He doesn't go, shut up. Well, let's, let's give people a bit of a background on you because you've talked about these things so you're definitely on stage to people so you'll definitely uh, talk about this. You, okay. uh, you've done... Uh, well, you've done, have you done more than two stand-up shows? You've done two... No, I'm two, about to do the third. Third one. Yeah. So the first one was... Um, Called was it? Uh, grew Bre- up in a strip club. Yeah, it was Brett Gosling grew up in a strip club. Yeah, and you grew up in a strip club. Well, uh, the it was my dad when I was I was twenty. I say grew up, but I was innocent. And uh, <laughs> my dad had a midlife crisis and left my mum and bought a strip club in Marbella, and uh, and I went out there to help him. And in the end, one year later, I was still there. <laughs> Uh, and that was that story. <laughs> and that was you got an hour out of that. Got yeah, got could have hour. got more actually. Yeah, he could yeah. have done. But he left. He left you in charge of it. it, it a lot of really dark shit happened, and uh, because because basically my dad uh, used to run a bookshop, and he's a really nice man. He's a really really nice nice man, and he sort of decided to open a strip club and I, I have this in the show but none of you have seen it so it's fine but I, I, I said to him what, but what do you know about running a strip club and he said well it's, it's a business isn't it it's the same as running a bookshop just instead of selling books we're selling uh, dances and I said yeah but you've never had to throw anyone out of a bookshop for fingering a Zadie Smith <laughs> um, <laughs> But also, he just thought it would all be, you know, he thought if you run, like anything, you run it sort of clean, it will be, be clean. But the problem is when you open something in the underworld, you attract the underworld. And it got <laughs> so dark so fucking quickly. And, uh, yeah, mad old, mad old time. Yeah. And what, so what kind of relationship did you have with your father that he employed you in a strip club? Well, it was actually my mum that made me go. <laughs> uh, it was her idea. It wasn't his idea. She said... You've never had a gap year. <laughs> um, 
uh, and it'll be a good experience. And yeah, fair enough. Like, I'm fair play. I got a show out of it. You know. uh, yeah, I don't know that he was. Because in a way, I wonder, when I look back on it, I think I might have been a downer for him because he's thinking, fuck, now I've got eyes on me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've got a, a spy. That's but, what your mum was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all lovely people. I want to be clear on that. As and is the strip club closed down now? Yeah. Or has it gone other... Well, it's now been so... It's, I actually went to... This was like a while ago. I went to visit it the other day because I was in... Spain, and I still have some friends there, and I thought, I'll have a look at what the club has become, and I don't know what the fuck it was, <laughs> but it was like a really, really fancy nightclub that only had women in it, but they weren't dancers. I, I, I hate to make assumptions, but I think it was a brothel, and, <laughs> and a really fancy one. But it's next door to a brothel. The whole area is awful. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know what it is now, but it seems like... Summing's up. <laughs> it's got a history. It sounds like. And then your yeah. next show was uh, contained scenes of an adult nature. Yes. Which, uh, were, so I, which I, I, I saw this show. It's, it was a great show. See. Thanks. Uh, difficult second show. But, and the, yeah. the first show has been a bit, but it was a big success. But the second show was, did, did really well as well. It was about online porn, amongst other things. It and, was about porn and, yeah. uh, and uh, the struggles. Listen, you know, you've just had. Uh, Bridget Christie last week, <laughs> and uh, you know the the uh, it was sort of a, the, I think the 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 difficulties of being a feminist when you're a man and there's the <laughs> fucking internet uh, and uh, about porn and yeah. and I I uh, I have not I'm cl- I'm cleaned I haven't <laughs> looked at porn in two years really yeah really truly wow. but what I've discovered is have you I've listened seen- to it. I've overheard stuff. I have discovered if you cut, if you sort of go, if you blanketly avoid all of it, you then realise how fucking it's everywhere else. It's very hard to avoid. And when that beach body ready, yeah, protein world thing came out, I found that very troubling because there is a, you know, something happens. (laughs) It <laughs> doesn't matter what you're thinking here. Like, I, I was looking at that person and was thinking, yeah, this is a real issue, and he loves it, and it's, <laughs> and it, and it's difficult, you know. You, you want to keep... I think you could... Anyway, that, I pointed at my penis for the you, you audience, audio I mean, they got They got it. Yeah, clever, yeah. The audio listeners are very clever. Okay. And if they're not, they'll go, I wonder what's happening now. I'll go to YouTube and check the yeah. free video. I'll check him and maybe maybe penis. I'll go to Kickstarter and add some money so that the next series can be filmed as well, just in case Brett points his penis next time. <laughs> and I don't know what's going you've got on. To put, you've got to put something on for the visuals. Haven't you? <laughs> you do. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think it, I, I, well, I'm just getting older. I find you know the problem with pornography. Yes. Uh, which I, I talked to Louis Theroux about this for a while. Louis Theroux right. put me off uh, using pornography because I just saw his face coming into now. It was because because he's. <laughs> When he came in dressed as that part ranger, it just put me yeah. off my stroke uh, of the gay porn that I love watching. Uh, in his show, he kind of revealed the, the real people behind, yeah. and it was just sort of so tragic. So sad, and that lovely man yeah. who just wanted love, and every time he was going to a porn shoot, he, he sort of, he came to the camera and he went, yeah, she doesn't really like me. It was sort of heartbreaking. You thought, yeah, yeah of course she doesn't. You, you're at work. So for a, for a while, I felt morally culpable in the destruction of those people's lives. 
Yeah, oh, well. you're over it. <laughs> I'm over it. But now I'm just older. I just it's just bore. I mean, I think I've talked with this with Rob Delaney, but it's just boring and like not mm. in a good way. It's like it's you know it's just this, they're all so pornography gets so similar. Yeah. So it, and it's just the same story every time. No one's, in, no one's in no love more. with each other. I mean, yeah, but it's, the story is a man puts his penis in a woman's mouth, vagina, and asshole. Yeah. And then ejaculates on her. It's just that it's... very touching. It's the very same story. Just one time, maybe ejaculate next to her or something. Yeah. Or just someone else comes in unexpectedly. Or ejaculate in a bin. On and then a cleaner comes in and removes it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so... I just find it, you know, I think once you get a bit older, it, the, I think it's, it's interesting, I'm going back and doing all of my uh, yeah. sh- solo shows again, and it's very interesting to see the levels of, of you know, the way your life changes and the way your, you know, passions and yeah. whatever change. And when I was turning 40, I was, I was like sort of driven insane by my midlife crisis and my, my libido got just unbelievably big and it was already quite big already. That's just my libido. You know, and I became more obsessed with sex than I'd ever been, and I was right. always obsessed with sex. But now, yeah. you're over it. Once you've had a baby, I mean, fuck, you realise yeah. what you can do with it, and it's a yeah. dangerous weapon. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's it now? Like, yeah. so, that's over. But I don't, you know, I don't. I actually don't. I'm sort of worried that I, the, the libido is, is is gone from that level. So I, I wouldn't look at a bit. I would guess if you'd not looked at pornography for two years and then you saw a picture of a woman. Just wearing quite a lot of clothes, that might be enough to... Yeah, yeah, anything will set me off. Yeah. Uh, was, this, was this you on here? Yeah. <laughs> you uh, were sitting in my chair? Because it's like brown coloured, that is wrong. <laughs> that is some back it's pressure. It's been a long time, I'm telling you, two years. Two years, it's all after rotted a while in it there. comes out yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> It's just an interesting discussion about yes. Uh, well, I think your libido goes in. Um, yeah. As far as I can see, it goes in in cycles. It does. And a don't, do you don't you think, or do you think that it is um, that creative? I don't want to sound pretentious, but creative energy is the same as sexual energy. Like, if you're doing a lot of sex and your libido is big, you're probably not making anything. Good. <laughs> well, come and see Oh Fucking 40 and decide for yourself, which I'll be doing when I'm 48. Uh, I don't know, it is weird. Well, it's, I think certainly not uh, having to worry about all that stuff. Yeah. So the, as, much as, as much as meeting my wife was wonderful and I was in love with her and all that stuff, but actually then I stopped drinking and I, for, for a while, not last night. I mean, a week ago last night. Yeah. Uh, I mean, about two months ago, because this takes ages to go out. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, but, you know, that gave me a lot more time, just that. But then also, yeah, you're not thinking about, about whether, you know, where am I going to go after yeah. the show. You're thinking, oh, thank God I can go to bed. <laughs> because my daughter's kept me awake at five o'clock this morning, so I can now sleep. Uh, but so, so that, that definitely changed. So I think that, yeah, I think that's true. Which, which is sort of interesting. My new show is sort of a little bit about whether being content is good or bad as being a comedian. It seems being a bad thing, but I think it's quite a good thing. For that reason, uh, I, I think, think well, you channel your your creativity into name your work. name three <laughs> good happy comedians. Um, Go, <laughs> Charlie Caroli, the clown, for your time. Uh, I think there are. I think there are. I mean, a lot of the a lot of there is a lot of angst in a lot of the kind of uh, edgy comedians, but I yeah. think they're a good. I mean, Eric Morcom was happy. Was he? I think so. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think a lot of those guys, a lot of those old school guys, have happily married. Bob Hope was. Jasper no, Carrot seems happy. 
<laughs> he does. Yeah. I don't know him. He always yeah. looks smiling. Doesn't he? do much comedy anymore. He was good on Golden Balls. What happened to that? That was good, Golden Balls. Yeah. Remember it? <laughs> if you were on Golden Balls, yeah. And there was like a hundred thousand pounds in the pot. Yeah. And it was you versus me. Would yeah. you share it or would you steal it? I, is that that's the, the the name of the game. Yeah. So if we both put steal, neither of us get it. If we both put share, we share it. If one of us puts steal and one of us puts share, how much is it? Hundred thousand pounds. Share it. Yeah. Would you steal it? I would now. <laughs> <laughs> what I did there was clever. I. Yeah. I think I would. I think the correct thing to do is prisoner's dilemma. Is that is what it's. It is actually. Oh, but if we both say share, we lose it. No, if we both say share, we get it. We share, we share it. Oh, right. So that we both get fifty grand. You'd feel like such a prick if you. Oh, you see people do it. That was it. Was a good show, wasn't it? Golden balls. Where's it gone? It's better than that one where they just do the two peas machine, isn't it? Oh, that's my favourite show. <laughs> the tipping the, point. The, yeah, two P machine. Fuck me, that's incredible. Hey, they should call it the two P machine. That's when it should be two P's. It's P's. hypnotic. It is hypnotic. Tipping point is genuinely one of the best things I've ever. I can watch that for days. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is going on? And why are they... This, this man's got a talk. Everyone on it looks mad. Uh, the, the host looks existentially depressed, and I don't blame him. And it goes on forever, and you think, you're just pushing a thing. I like thing. it when they have to guess what they think. It's coming down and going, what, what do you think's going to happen? Yeah. Go, and they go, I don't know, it's good. good. Might go where he's going. Oh, it hasn't gone. It's gone yeah. a bit over. Yeah, might... A, you can pretty much tell what's going to happen, so it doesn't really need a commentary. But B, should we just, I just go, should we just wait? Just wait it's only be like 10 yeah. seconds. Let's wait and see. Yeah. Let's wait and see what happens. It's, I don't need to predict it. It's an hour, that show, isn't it? It's not, <laughs> it's not like a 25-minute... Yeah. You're watching a lot of coins going a lot of slots. <laughs> that's on nice. I like the element of luck in it. It's nice, that's nice. Yeah. And I like the fact that most of the people are having are really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> So that's good. Yeah. And that's fair, because if you, ha- if you get someone who's very clever on it and then just doesn't go their way, you sort of think that's not very fair then. Yeah. But as long but as everyone's stupid. Idiots. Yeah. I sort of... And also, I, I always wonder, is there someone on it who's genuinely, this has been their dream? You know? <laughs> and good luck to them. It's my dream. It's very know. exciting when the star one's going, yeah, it's good, but... I've never... I do a thing with Pointless, where I sometimes go to the gym and exercise all the way through Pointless as a 50-minute workout. On Pointless, this well, is what you did on it. No, well, well, I watch Pointless at the gym. I watch it. On oh, okay. It. It's quite a good workout because it's fifty minutes and you've got to okay. keep cycling or running or whatever you're doing. But I've never done it with tipping. You wouldn't do it with tipping point. No, it doesn't motivate you. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Yeah. Well, I think we can wrap up now. <laughs> that's, that's. I just really want to know what you'd do in Prisoner Dilemma. So I'll find out what you'd do in Prisoner's Dilemma. I will ask you an emergency question. Okay. Because I didn't get to ask uh, Bridget any, because, you know... Last week, yeah. She was really interesting. So, uh... (laughs) Didn't keep saying, we can't use that. (laughs) I'm joking! He's a... Oh, he's all right. (laughs) If you had to go to a desert... I'm I'm really joking. I'm really joking. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm I'm, uh, aware. If you had to go on Desert Island Dicks, what would you... Which... Eight Richards would you take to a desert island? Eight of them. Eight Richards. Like, you get me already, so don't worry. I know you're, that'd be your first You're, you're coming to the island? Yeah, I'm there. I'm, all, I'm like the Shakespeare Richard Herring. The Richard. Is there anything else on this island? Uh, it's a desert island, you know. So like it's got basic provisions that you shelter. can... Shelter. Well, you can make your own shelter. Can we go to Richard Branson's island? <laughs> that would be quite good. Necker. 
Yeah, okay. I'd take Richard Branson. Why, yeah. why would I take him? I'd take... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Because his name's Richard. That's a good... That's Richards. Really, what you're doing is how, okay. how many Richards can you Richard name? Branson, <laughs> Richard Branson, Richard Herring. You get to four and then you won't be able to think of any more and then there'll Richard be quite... Richard Osmond, yeah. Like chat, yeah. and facts. Yeah, you get that uh, helped with Pointless. Richard Gear for blinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Richard... That's four. That <laughs> I told was, you. Yeah. Four. My mate Richard. Yeah, you could take him. Lovely bloke. Yeah. Uh, you'd like him. You I two would. would have a lot of chat. Well, there aren't many Richards. It's not that there aren't many Richards. It's a dying name. Yeah. I'm very upset about it. You could take Richard, who ran the farm that Bridget Christie worked on. Yeah. He could hose us down when it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Just, I'll just wait here till you've got all Okay. <laughs> this is fucking gold, as I remember people called Richard. Um, it might lead to an interesting place. You know, I met yeah. Ben Shepherd at uh, Buckingham Palace. Who's he, Ben Shepherd? He's the guy who, run, who does Tipping Point. Oh, really? Yeah. <gasps> Talked to him for quite a while. He was in my little group when we met Princess Anne. He's a very nice what? guy. Have you had him on here? No. You've got to ask him where his ideas come from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has any of his own. I think he came up with Tipping Point. Yeah. Yeah. Went in Savannah. A lot of these things I've thought, yeah. I, I, I genuinely thought that would, I thought of that idea and thought that's stupid. Yeah. But when you're trying to think of quick quiz shows, that's, I, I spend a well, lot of time on that. There was that Heads and Tails, which there was. was another of my favourite You know who hosted shows? that? Justin Lee Collins. Yeah, that's what, why I'm Tim. <laughs> so. <laughs> what happened to him? He's just fish. Yeah. He's on. Um, He's on Fubar. Fubar Radio. Are you on Fubar Radio? No, you. you I was, yeah. Was. I, yeah. yeah. They've had a lot of people on there. Does anyone listen to it? Can I say that? No, they, you can say that. Okay. And, Does anyone? Uh, no, they don't. Okay. You were our guest on one. You yeah, came yeah. on with. Uh, it changed Terry. my life. Yeah. My career really took off after that. Did you get any tweets from that? No, no, nothing. I mean, no. I didn't even listen to it. No. And I watched Weekend Kitchen. Yeah, no, you, <laughs> you were just staring into the microphone. Yeah. It was a very strange. <laughs> No, I'm amazed it's still going, Fubar Radio, but it's still... Can the nerds confirm? Andy McH would know. It's still going. Do people listen? To, do you listen? No. No, even Andy McH doesn't listen. I mean, that is how... It's like shouting into the void, isn't it? But Well, I mean, you're on thin ice here saying that on my podcast. So, uh, <laughs> getting dangerously close. Okay. But you don't do it anymore, right? Cause no, been... I don't do it. I didn't... Um, I was... Um, my contract expired. Okay. Which was helpful. <laughs> and. Uh, oh, shit. I don't know what kind of worms I just I was. No, I was. I was uh, actually, I was unhappy with uh, who the other people they had on the station. Because it started out like mm. I was told it was going to be a comedy station. And then suddenly these other names, like Justin Lee Collins, which, yeah. you know, he's, he, uh, he should be allowed to work again. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but it's sort of slightly odd to yeah. be uh, handing over from one. Hairy man to another, uh, and uh, and then John Gaunt was the John Gaunt was on for a while. Though I saw John Gaunt, I was driving down the, John Gaunt who I don't really talk about much anymore. I used to talk to him about him a lot. On do you know who John Gaunt is people? I don't know who that is. Uh, he's like a shock jock kind of guy. He's a very interesting man. He used to uh, run TikTok theatre, I believe, in Coventry, which did a lot of uh, kind of left wing plays. Yeah. And then he's become quite a right wing gentleman. And UKIP, I think he was a supporter of UKIP, and he writes for tabloids or he used to. And then he did Fubar Radio, and I think he. 
they parted ways. Right. Uh, one way or another, I don't know what happened. But then he, he gets on Twitter spats. He kind of try, try, tries to get me involved in the Twitter spats, but I'm not interested. But I saw the other day as I was driving uh, back into London from the on the M4, he's taken out, I presume himself, to some of those billboards above, you know, as the M4 comes oh, into shit. London, where that LucasAid one is. Yeah, yeah. Near to there. It's been there forever. It looks nice. It makes me, it makes me want to drink LucasAid. Uh, you don't need... Uh, there's there's two billboards of his face and just his website on there. It says John Gaunt's back. I think, I think you can see from the excitement. Yeah. Makes people go back from. Holy him. shit! Uh, and he's so he's taken out two adverts for his own podcast. Maybe I should do that. Maybe that should. As maybe you that drive be, into London on yeah. the M4, that bridge, or drive out, you can see it on yeah the kind Either of way. Bit, yeah, there's one in both directions. It's the end of days. <laughs> It's interesting. He's a very yeah, interesting, interesting man. Yeah. Uh, if you had to choose between dating a man mm-hmm. who was a six-foot-tall penis yeah. or a man who, instead of having a penis, had a tiny man in where his penis was, who was a living man, which of those two things... Has he cleaned his foreskin? Yes. The, well, the tiny man... Doesn't well. It's, there's um, there's Does a debate. the tiny man have a penis? Yeah, well, he has a tiny another tiny man so all the way around. So there are no the foreskins. Man. It's just all the way around. And so if you're going out with a man who's got a man yeah. for a penis, yeah. if you were to have sex with that man, the little man's penis is the thing you're going to have sex with. No, you'd have sex with the little man. Would the be whole the penis. man's going yeah. in? What? Yeah. Just holding his breath? Well, <laughs> I, I've been informed that because he shares a cardiovascular system with the man, he does not need to breathe. He's got guilt. What? He's like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> his blood is oxygenated via the man's breath. So as, so long, as, have a, as a, long as the big man can breathe, the little man can breathe in any... I'm not sure the breathing would be the main problem you would have. With it. But That's my main concern. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe for you, it depends where you're putting him. Well, I suppose, I mean, yeah, you're right. I suppose it's going to go in and out so he can <gasps> keep going. Uh, well, if it's you, it's, gonna, it's going in one of two places. Yeah. Neither of which I think the little man will be that excited about. How? One of which I think he'll be actively not wanting to go into. Yeah. The little man's not into me. Well, he the, isn't little, the, the, the big man's like, oh, I yeah, like yeah. this guy, but the little guy's like, oh, really? Well, I don't so- know if it's... I think you'd have to get both there for me. I think just it's a difficult yeah, legal case, is, but I think you would have to have parties. consent from both because he's still a man. Can you negotiate? Yeah. Like so, he'd have to want to do it. So that's fine. So I've so basically I've gone on a date. I've managed to charm big yeah, guy. Yeah. But I've also got a like. Okay. Can you? Can we have a chat? And now? I don't know what point that. I don't know if like man in pants. If you're out on the date, the big man goes. There's someone I want you to meet. Okay. And that's part of the date. Or if the date's successful, you get back and he goes, now also, there's someone you should meet before we move on because although I consent, you will also have to get his consent. The man in the pants, he, he's got to sort of stand tall, right? Yeah. If he, or he could... Yeah, he's got a... Easy enough, isn't it? It's got a spine. Yeah. But he's got to keep it. <laughs> yeah. It's got, got a skull. It's got a skull. It's all... It's not... He can't go flaccid. Okay. I don't know if he grows at all. That hasn't been a decision. Is he wearing boots? Is he? He's well, just. He he's got, naked. He the any, man, the he, little man, is naked. Um, he hasn't got any feet. Is the first problem. So he isn't wearing boots. His feet are. Is he is just. He's just a <laughs> growing out of the testicles. The testicles are still there. So he's like a, an amputee. He's like. No, no, a, he's got. He's a top half man. Well, if he has feet. You can't put shoes on them unless they are somehow cut. Unless Maybe they're some like Velcro or some... Popping out on top of the balls. 
Just how would you get those shoes on? You'd have to pull them My over point. his head. Also, or... so then the alternative is big penis. What's going in, mate? All of it. The whole, the whole six foot. <laughs> well, if you're brave enough to take that, I think you might be. Has the six foot penis got? It's just literally a penis. Yeah, it's got... got a face, obviously. Uh, but um, if I were to have sex else. with a six foot penis, I'm assuming I have to go through the blowhole. Yeah. I have to because that's the only place it's going to fit. Yeah, or maybe his mouth, if that's a different. He's got a face. Okay. He's got a face on the top. I'm going to go with the little man. Okay. Um, <laughs> The little amputee man, because... A lot of people do go with that. Yeah. He sounds friendly as well, and he's been through a lot, and I'd be gentle with him. I think he likes you. He's, he likes you already. Nice. He's interested. Have you got a little penis man? <laughs> he's, he's Is this a set-up for later? Up. Is this the bit we never see with you up there? Come back to the stage, I'll show you. And he's like, watcha. <laughs> Do you think having yes. sex with a robot counts as infidelity? Because everyone really else does, question. but my, my wife does. I was watching What's humans, the robot's face? The robot's like a human being. looks like a human being, but it's not a human being. I was watching humans. I've caught up with humans. I've only seen the first two episodes. It's getting a bit more... Dis- it started well, I thought. It's getting... Uh, it could speed along a little bit. But it finally has... Yeah, it does... The man... The husband has sex with... The, and he, he was arguing from my point of view. And they made him quite an unpleasant character. Right. And I thought, unfairly, I was going, the wife wasn't listening, and my wife was saying, see. And yeah. I was, no, no, hear him out. Listen to him. Listen to his reasons for having sex. She's a machine. She's not a human being, just because yeah. she looks like a human being. She looks and feels and all of that like a human yeah. being. But, but she's she isn't a, a person. She's just a machine. She's a, he calls her a sex aide. I wouldn't do that to my robot. No. But that is true. It is true. That's what she is. So, you know, would you... I think for it to be sort of okay, you sort of have to remove the face. That's worse, surely. <laughs> for, your wife, for your wife. Because then it's like, no, I'm just, I'm just having, having sex, sex with, with this. I'm just having sex with a box. But if it's got a face and the face is nice and just it smiles, that, yeah. then it feels like a person, doesn't it? But, and that's what... So that's the point. I suggest you take its head off, <laughs> and then make, and then you can. Ha- I'd be, I, I think I'd be okay with that. Okay, as your wife. Is that true of wi- of women as well, or just robots? Yeah, if you take, because <laughs> it's like I do joke about that in one of my old shows, which is very distasteful. About the, it's not cheating if they're dead. It's no, it's the uh, the female eunuch. The front cover of the female eunuch was just like a torso with no arms, no legs, no head, just the good bits. <laughs> <laughs> And then I explained that a woman has to have a head if I want to actually go out with that. Is the, no, I mean, that's the first, I say it's a joke, and the first thing I look for in a woman is that I go, oh, she's got a head, that's good. Yeah. Now let's move on and see what other bits she, she has. But the head is the first thing I look for in a woman. You're a romantic. Like, <laughs> it's interesting going back and doing old material because, yeah. like, it's, you know, you now I'm an older man. I don't like a lot of the stuff I used to do. I don't really particularly like that joke. Now you've got to plough through... Well, I don't have to do it. It's an interesting you know, discussion about whether I can change it and whether I can m- miss some bits out. But it's also quite interesting to force myself to do... You've got to sell stuff. it like you mean it. Yeah, well, it's hard. I mean, that, I think that's, that's going to be the hard thing, is to do... The, the, this, the shows were around, around 39 and 40. Are, I'm playing a kind of more angry version of myself and I say some horrible things. I think if you see the whole show in context, it kind of makes sense. Right. If you take bits out of context, 
they're not very nice. Uh, so, you know, it would be hard to sell those to someone who isn't feeling anything like that anymore, you know. So it's, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if it works. People should come and watch it. I hope they do. Mm. Is it every day you're doing a different show? No, it's, tw- it's, t- it's six weekends. Uh, it's Fridays and Saturdays. Stupid, isn't it? Really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with it. And it's only these, there'll be these blokes here. Just all sitting there laughing at me, going, well, yeah. you had to learn all those shows, and look, it's just us. Because <laughs> we didn't tell our friends about it. Yeah. It's our little secret. That's how, they, that's how they like it. We love you, Rich, but no one else must know. <laughs> so you are in, you've, how is your film coming along? Is, is it out? You're gonna, oh, my film, it, no, it, uh, it will come out in October. Wow, so it's called yeah. Super Bob. Super Bob. And it's about an English superhero. Yeah, it's about the world's only superhero, and he lives in Peckham. And uh, it, 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 the film is set on his day off, and he has the, his first date in six years. And stuff happens. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So Catherine Tate's in it? Catherine Tate's in and, it, uh, plays my boss. Yeah. And ha- ha- I've got David Hare. David Harewood's in it. Yeah, Harewood, yeah. So. Yeah. It's Nat from Game of Thrones. Wow. Which I don't watch. Don't but, you? Yeah. She's this in is that. a Lannister. Yeah. <laughs> the Lannister book. Ah, oh, where are you, kid? <laughs> yeah. So excited to and see so that. And so is it coming out all over the world? Is it an it, independent out, film? Is it a, It's an independent film. Yeah. Yeah. And you've, is Which, it your, you've written this with your mate? I wrote uh, it. We, we spent five years making this film. I would suggest, if you're interested in making films, I mean, don't. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it takes so long. Yeah. And five years, like, it's a long time, isn't it, to, to stick with... You're going back to your shows. Yeah. If you write a joke, and then you have to wait five years <laughs> to see if that joke lands. <laughs> it's a long time. Yeah. But it's an amazing thing to have achieved. Yeah, so you've got, I'm very you've got, proud you've got of backing it. I think it's... From, you've written this idea, got yeah. this idea, and then you've got backing. Yeah. Is it a big budget? What's the uh, kind of budget? Is it? I, I, I'm genuinely not allowed to say. Okay. I don't know why that is, but I'm not allowed to say. Okay. But You're allowed to say whether it's small or medium or large. Uh, <laughs> it's not tiny. Right. But it's definitely not big. Yeah. It didn't cost. But I think we don't million. want to say that because no one likes the sound of saying when you go. Yeah, it's really small. People go, why the fuck would I go see it? Uh, well, there's lots of lots of great films with small budgets. Better films yeah. with small budgets. So, but yeah, but a lot of people have ideas for films. I've had lots of ideas for films, yeah. and none of them have ever got made because it's difficult it's to really make. Really hard. So, how did you make it happen? Uh, I mean, it's quite. I, I try, how do I tell it quickly? We we made a short film. We made a short film, and the short film won an award or got nominated or something. Came second. And, uh, <laughs> not that I was really annoyed. We came second, and then. Film four asked us in for a meeting, and we sort of pitched it as a feature. And, the, and at the t- uh, Robert Jones, who made The Usual Suspects, he liked it, and then he came aboard as a producer. And then somehow he got money. And then all of us, the thing is, when you're like pr- trying to make a film, there's years and there's two, it was like two and a half years of nothing and just developing the script and all this. And then suddenly you're told you're making it in three weeks and you're like oh what the fuck and uh, with something to do with the tax break so it had to be made before the end of the tax year or something like that and then suddenly it's happening and you're like I can't fucking what and then there's another two and a half years at the back end where you're trying to get people to see it it's difficult I mean there have been a lot of uh, poor British 
comedies in films. I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a lot that have got through. I mean, I think um, the only ones I can really think of is Shaun of the Dead that were yeah. you know, that are massively good and have successfully yeah. made it through. And some there's been some good ones that haven't made it through, and there's been yeah. some weird ones that have made it through. I think it's fair to say. Sex Lies with the Potato Men sure. is the obvious go-to place there yeah. from all the people who are in it, at least. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so it would be interesting to, to see how it, how it goes and if it gets yeah. taken up. But that's very exciting to finally get, you know, that's a, yeah. an amazing thing to have achieved, to yeah. have that made. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, well done. Thanks a lot. But you deserve it. You're, very, you know, you're a great comedian and you've done all this acting as well. So you, you are, you're cropping up in, I see you in so many sitcoms, really. Yeah, well, you, you've been loving Half the Record. And, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. Half the Record. <laughs> and the character you play in that's probably uh, David Hasselhoff's Manager, ex <laughs> personal trainer. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, mm. quite, he's looking quite fit. You're not really his personal trainer. That's just the. That's just acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. You're a good act. <laughs> Thank you. I think Uncle's like a really superb. Uncle's sitcom. really good. Yeah. Is there? Are you doing more of those? Uh, I think so, but I think the people who write it and direct it need a break. I right. think they're going to have a. I don't, know if I, I don't know if this is true. That's what they said to me on okay. set. Or I'm, or I'm not coming back. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a break. But it's on again. <laughs> if they ever need a postman in that, just or in any of these sitcoms, I've, just, I've got the uniform. That's what I'm saying. So it can, when did you last play I played, postman? I played a postman in Time, Gentlemen, Please. I was uh, Mike, oh, yeah. the, Mike the Postman. As you, I'm amazed you don't know that. So, um, <laughs> unbelievable. You wouldn't know that. <laughs> and you filmed in Peckham. Yeah. You're a South London boy as well. Yeah. You live in Ballam. Live in Ballam. How's Ballam doing? Because I used to live in Ballam and it went a bit upmarket for my taste. Yeah, it's, it's all... I sort of moved in before everything happened and now yeah. I feel... I live on a road where it's all mothers and me and I started to think the other day I thought do I look like a pedo because I'm literally the only person on my street who doesn't have kids and when it was Halloween I thought because they come out everyone comes out to drink it and this is really tragic I went to the shop because it's Halloween and people are into it and I bought sweets and I thought because they'll knock on my door so I better have something and I was at the window and I saw a dad with his kids and he went to this house, this house and got to mine and he went, come on. And he walked around it <laughs> and then I had to go out and do a gig and I thought, well, I've bought all these sweets and like, it's a shame no one's knocking on the door. So I, so I put them in a bowl and I put the bowl on my like door, on my doorstep outside and I went to my gig and I came back and it was just a wet bowl of sweets that no one had touched. It's fucking tragic, isn't it? So then I was like, they genuinely think I'm dodgy. <laughs> they won't even eat But your... also it is weird to try and give away sweets. It's I odd suppose. to leave it. It's sort of like a trap, isn't it? I think yeah. mainly the child, smallest child would go, well, there's something yeah, weird about up. either I pick that sweet up and I disappear down a hole yeah. or it's poison sweets. Yeah, I mean, no, see, if right, I was a terrorist fair. and I wanted to attack <laughs> wanted to attack the heartland of Britain, that's all you do. You just get Put it in the loads of poison in the sweets, kill loads of tiny children. In Balham. Well, or anywhere. I mean, Balham's a good place to start. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not for me to tell the terrorists where to do their atrocity. I'm just no, giving them... No, I mean, don't go to Balham with I'm just giving them advice. I mean, the problem with it, the kids have to come to your house. Yeah. So, but, you know, if you're a terrorist, you don't care, do you, that they, you're going to get caught? Sort of depends on what their end game is. Well, it? their end game is to destroy Western civilization. But do they, but they start to... doing that like the Pied Piper by killing the, all the children? It's not a bad idea. Yeah. 
I say this so people will be prepared for it. So yeah. don't. If, well, now you no know, one's ever going to take my sweets. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't take your sweets. No, I don't, I don't trust me. you. Yeah. What are you doing living alone in a street full of mothers? I'd be, uh, my thing would be you're a bloke who likes to get off with people's mums. That's why I would, that's my would have been my go-to place. It's interesting that you're worried yeah. you're like a paedophile. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I see. Uh, well, say, I work out. I do. I do. There's like a sort of gym on the on the like very near my house, and yeah. I go there and do a workout like in the mornings. And the only people that is 17 mums and me, and. I work so hard to look as non-threatening as I can <laughs> so that it doesn't look yeah. creepy yeah. that we're sweating. You know, I'm guessing your attempts to look non-creepy are creepier than... Yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> because I don't talk, so I just stand in the corner like staring down the leads. <laughs> yeah. I think they're all really scared of you and that's why they won't eat your sweets. Yeah. I think you could actually be right. Yeah. Shame, innit? Get a nice Shame. girlfriend and get married and have a baby. That's what I did. Yeah. It worked out well. Yeah? It's you did really that nice. quick, right? Yeah, it was yeah. at 40 when I got married. 40 when I met my wife. 44 when I got married. 47 when I had a baby. Quick. Quick Perfect. as hell. <laughs> There's no way I've left it too late. <sighs> Def- I'm definitely going to die. I'm going to die, but I will die, you know... With a lovely young Well, family. she'll be, you know, I'll die having had all the, the fun years and not have to put up with the teenage years. Yeah. So that is... That is I think you've nailed the, it. I have nailed it. Yeah. Are you going to have? Are you going to have more? Um, I, more know, you? I don't know. I hope if I ever can ever have sex again. Yeah. Has the libido pre- gone because you're tired? Or yeah. No. T- well, I don't know. I think, but I'm not. My libido with my wife is fine. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah. But that kind of, which you know, so it's it's a good thing. But like, I, I in that oh fucking forty, I'm kind of writing about. I don't know how married men can. If married men feel the same things as I was feeling then, I don't see how any, you know, people should be applauded to be, the men should be lauded on high for not having affairs, mm. is my sort of stupid argument, you know, fucking 40. But, you know, that isn't, it's you not had a, like a something. Robot, a robot woman yeah. in the house. I, I just want to have sex with a robot. And that, right. So that is what I'm. Your tastes I, I'm, have changed. I'm You're maturing. Mad for a robot. But if. I'm just trying to determine the point. For you, it's the face, which is interesting. No yeah. one else has got that close. It's a human being just without a face. That's got pretty close. You and I are nearly on the same. Yeah, but take the face off, and yeah. then it is just yeah, a, it's the same a thing. Box with I mean, I, I think most people, it's you know, it's once the thing starts to resemble a human shape. But they wouldn't be if it was a square thing. You just put your penis in. And but it isn't that around. sort of worse? Yeah, so people wouldn't mind about that because that's a thing that's that's allowed. That's my point. Is that what's the real my point? And the husband from humans, yeah, is just an ordinary bloke who. <laughs> Gets, he's a horrible prick and gets yeah. slightly annoyed with his wife and decides to have sex with a robot and oh he never hears the last of it yeah <laughs> I'm, it's interesting <laughs> I was just interested trying to have this discussion with your wife and then and I like what I liked about it was how seriously she took it and like it could have <laughs> in the end I said you know there won't be robots you can have sex with within my sexual life. there are there are they're not, not as good as the one in human I'm only yeah. talking about the one in They've got to look like the women in humans, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's fair. What I want to try and do is get a part in humans where, As a where I have sex with... The postman comes in and has sex with the robot. The postman I've comes in and says, costume. I've got a delivery for both of you. Yeah, I've got the costume. And then, okay. and then that's it. That's what? all I want to do. Okay. That's the limit of my ambitions now. This is good. <laughs> I think all of this is achievable. Good. 
Let me just check. I haven't got anything to say. To you. I don't think I've got to say anything to you. I wanted to see is Pat is Peter Bacon Bacon? No. Okay. Good. Enough. Yeah. Is uh, Peter O'Brien in? No. Okay. So I just needed to. There's a bit at the end of the show about them, but I thought they might be here from the way they phrased it. Hmm. But they're not. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to ask you another emergency question that's worked well so far. Let's give it another go. Um, if uh, I can't ask you that one, what is the secret of happiness? So that I can, if you can give me this, I've got, I'm doing a preview tomorrow and I've only got 10 minutes of material. If you could make this as funny as possible, it would be really helpful. It's heroin. Do you think you're a happy person? Uh, no. Well, yeah. It's hard no, to be happy when you're sad. young, so you're 30 something, 20 late. Yeah, 30s. that sort of thing. Yeah. If, uh, <laughs> 40, it's hard 50. to. Uh, but happiness is always. It, the thing is, there was science on this, wasn't there? Do you there remember? Was, probably is, yeah. Science on it, yeah. and they and basically most people. Do you know all this? I don't want to bore you. No. This good. is the science. But if you ask people what what would make them happy, a lot of people go like, "Oh, I just need a car, or I need a better job, or I need a house." And then once they get those things, there's a little spike in their happiness, and that yeah. lasts for a month, and then they go back to this level. And then they go, well, I would need a better car or a better thing. Mm. And then there's a little spike again, but it only lasts about a month. And the only thing that keeps that level up is um, helping others, which neither of us do. And (laughs) also sexy robots. And (laughs) helping sexy robots (laughs) is the holy holy We help other people to feel slightly uncomfortable about the, to feel better about, about the themselves they go at least you at know least my life them. isn't as bad as rich yeah. I think well you know sort of I think um, what do you think do you think that by big that, that comedians if they're not if they're not unhappy are not funny do you re- really think that uh, I, I, well definitely in it, I don't know the odds I hear there are ha- there are people who are happy <laughs> but I always think what the fuck are you writing about then yeah. like what like as in I can't I'm thinking there's there's comedy where it's just people going everything's yeah, really great isn't it oh look at this button it's like, I love buttons and I always think <laughs> I don't give a shit about your fucking buttons uh, it's much better to for comedy to that's be, five minutes of tomorrow's gig gone <laughs> my button my I love button bit <laughs> fucking ruin I can't do that now I'm really pleased with that thought everyone would identify with that so sorry. I well, I sort of think I think because I think it's th- I think it's true what you're saying. Yeah. No one is happy when you get happy. No one's satisfied with the happiness. But also, yeah. if you've got the kind of personal happiness where you're in a nice relationship yes. and have say children, then you're te- you're just terrified of it going wrong. So you can never okay yeah. you can never enjoy the happiness. But that's true. But you know any power any situation of power or do you or find it harder or- to leave the house to go to gigs now now that you're happy with a baby and a no. wife. You race it I out of I know. I, I, it's hard being away for yeah. a few days, but it's not. You know, it's it's you know, it's it's nice to know they're there to return to. But you know, I I think being a comedian, you see your family more than you would. Do. The, the, the weird thing is, if I had a proper job, yeah, that was nine to five, I would just have to get. That's why people who have proper jobs get tired having babies yeah. because they have to get up every day, whatever's happened, and they have to go to work. So you can sleep Whereas, all day. But most days, I don't really sleep all day, but most days I don't, you know, I don't have anywhere to go. And if I, if I, but it's bad because it means if I'm too tired to work, I just don't do any work. Yeah. Whereas if you've got a proper job, you have to go to work and do the work. A baby is a tremendous excuse to get out of shit. It is. It's really good. 
Uh, that's basically the only reason I'd want one <laughs> is to get out of social engagement because yeah. people always pull the old baby out and can't it, do anything about it can't, it's, can't it's argue actually, with the baby it's, it's perfect because yeah. I don't really like my baby is incredibly sociable Shit. and my wife isn't that sociable we're both quite awkward geeky people and I'm yeah. not sociable my baby loves everyone except us so you're going oh we can't we can't come to this party yeah. and the baby's going yeah we yeah, can we go. <laughs> Shit. what are you talking about this is You're a nightmare. Nothing. But when, you know, she just smiles at everyone. She wants yeah. to be involved in everything. My sister's just had a, a baby. Yeah. It's a surrogate. Well, it's a very complicated baby. Yeah. Uh, she's, it's not, her, I can say this, we're all, it's not her egg. Right. It's her husband's sperm. It's a, a Jamaican lady's egg. Okay. And it was made in, an, in a woman in Utah. They had very long, 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 long time trying to get, but it's very difficult. But now there's this baby. Yeah. I fucking love her. I love her so much. And I hold her and you feel at peace and you think, oh, this is nice, isn't it? And then the other day I was holding her and it was just me and her in the living room and I was lying down. She was on my legs and then uh, and I fed her a bottle and then she puked, just staring me in the eye, (laughs) went bleh, bleh, bleh for ages like the exorcist. And I laughed so much (laughs) that I started to think, well, we're both going to drown because I'm... (laughs) I'm crying with laughter. I thought someone needs to come in because we're just this is it, and just kept going. Lovely stuff. It's lovely. It? I, was, I was doing that the other day. It's magic. I was, I was trying to go across the room to get a muslin cloth to yeah. just wipe her face, and as I was crossing the room, she started doing that. She did that puke, really? and then I didn't have a cloth because the cloth was over there, and so then I, for a moment, I just tried tipping her in a way that the sink wouldn't come up, and I thought that's probably not a good thing to do. <laughs> Holding her by her feet. <laughs> well, actually, just trying to keep the sick in there. Oh, right. No, you don't. Yeah, so that was probably the bad thing to do. We can have another baby, though. You know, it's a, that, the, first one's a, the first one's a practice. The first one's a practice, yeah. And then you get good at keeping them alive. Yeah. I mean, I'm amazed she's been alive for five months at the time of recording. Uh, <laughs> if she's died subsequently, just put a, a picture of me looking sat. <laughs> Let's do, cut this in if it's... Yeah. Oh, it's sad she's died and everything. And I'm so feel sorry. Partly, feel partly responsible. Yeah. Don't put the bit in where I laugh and don't cut to it. Let me do it. Pro- it is sad that my daughter is dead. From you I feeding feel. her her own sick. <laughs> don't make me laugh because it'll okay, ruin. Sorry, the, sorry. It'll ruin the tribute. <laughs> so some people think this kind of thing is uh, a bad idea because you're tempting fate. Yeah. I don't believe that myself. I think well, it's quite funny. Let's see what happens. People thought that I would stop. People thought I would uh, stop finding dead babies amusing once I had a baby. I find it slightly funnier. Yeah. Well, the stakes are much higher. The stakes are high, and so it's. But that's why it's not like when I didn't have a baby. I was thinking it doesn't matter if a baby dies. (laughs) It's just a baby. The joke was it's the worst thing that could happen. So it's still. It's still. It's now doubly the worst thing that happened. So it's twice as funny. I'm terrified. It's the worst thing in the world. Having yeah. responsibility for another human being. Stay single forever. Doesn't matter okay. if people think you're a paedophile. <laughs> as long as you aren't one. Yeah. If you are one, that's a terrible thing. Okay. Seek, seek some help. Okay. Turn yourself Can I just in. say I'm definitely not a paedophile? <laughs> okay, yeah. Before this goes, I don't want to leave just a gap where I well, smile like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all know it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. I don't want that coming that's back That's what Jimmy me. Savile said though, right? Am I right? So... He made a big point he of saying really it. He never really said it, did he? He did to Louis Theroux. Oh, did he? Yeah. Hmm. Can't, well, that's the problem, you can't win. Yeah. If you say you are a paedophile, that's bad. 
you say you aren't one, that's also bad. What about I think it? What if I say I think, I'm indifferent? Yeah. I say I'm on the fence. I think, you know, yeah. if I had to come down one side, I'd say it's bad. That's what I say. Yeah, I've looked at it. I've, looked yeah, at I've it. weighed it up. I've tried both ways. No, I haven't. I, uh, <laughs> I haven't. Please cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Guess, um, it's going to be... But I'm glad that Dave's uh, editing this week because Ben Walker would if he had any hair, would be tearing it out. <laughs> he, he hates editing stuff. You looking forward to editing this, Dave? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, this is an emergency question I don't ask very often. Okay. Do you have a favourite towel? <laughs> Do you know what? I, I only bring that out on very special occasions. I, I realised the other day, I was yeah. just literally thinking about that, I've got yeah. two towels. Yeah. I've got two towels in my whole house and yeah. I'm starting to think that's not enough. <laughs> Uh, so I have a, I have a favourite. Yeah. I, have, I have one Apple white two. and one brown. Yeah, the brown, brown is my favourite. How dark is the brown? Uh, n- like that. Yeah. Bit for you, the... Is it your favourite just because it hides a multitude yeah, of sins? Yeah, because you think it can last longer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, you know, they rotate. Yeah. Yeah, you need but, more than two. Yeah, you need more than two, don't you? Starting... Well, now it's summer and you can't, you know, get heat them up. To get, uh, yeah. you, get, you get paid for coming on this. I'm going to pay you with towels. Seriously? I'm going to send you £150 worth of towels from John Lewis. That's incredible. Yeah. Give me your address. That cuts Give out the middleman. That's what I'd have spent it on. So yeah. that's... You, tax deductible, that is. Thank you very much. No, the tax one will never Genuinely, know. Genuinely, thank you. Edit that bit out where I say the tax one will never know. <laughs> you have to put them on your claim. Okay. <laughs> Plus... Plus £150 of the towels. And you'll You're have to get pay. a fucking nice towel for 150 quid. You can go, I'm going I'm to do it. I'm going to go backstage with you. I'm going to let you choose what they oh, are. Wow. <laughs> this is like Jim will It's going it. to be like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on eBay and see if I can find a Jim will fix it towel for okay. you. That'll be one of the towels. They no, can't be. Do you think they'll be more expensive it? or less expensive now? More. <laughs> Hiya! Uh. <laughs> oh, someone knows. Oh, no. thought someone had a point there. Went, um... <laughs> no, okay. um, I just wanted to say that my Jimmy Savile merchandise has gone down through the floor. <laughs> See, it's a good question. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? Uh, no. The Yeti. Uh, no, oh, sorry. The, no, not the... <laughs> I have seen specifically the Bigfoot. Do you have any brothers and sisters? Have a sister. Has she ever seen a big <laughs> No, she hasn't. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> we have. We, me and her, have seen a ghost. Have you? Well, that's yeah, going to be. But you've question. had that, haven't you? That's yeah, so. all right. I can never have too many ghosts. You've both seen a ghost yeah. together. Yeah, we was we were at the same time <laughs> experiencing the ghost. Yeah, what, what was the, what? It was a poltergeist. Oh yeah, yeah, for real. Were you at Bridget Christie's house? No. Okay. I was in the. Cornwall or Devon. Yeah. It's all the which, same. Yeah. And, it's, all, uh, it's all spooky. Oh, hang on. Where was Bridget from? Cornwall? Uh, no. Well, she taunted. Uh, she was, uh, she saw the, the ghost who went, it was a touring that's ghost. That's Somerset. Anyway, this, we went to visit some friends and they were staying in, they have like a sort of holiday home and we were staying in a hotel near it and their mum had died quite recently, very sadly. And, we were in the hotel and then one day they all came to the hotel and they said, we're moving into the hotel. And we were like, what's happened? And they said, there's a ghost. And we were all excited thinking, oh, maybe it's the mum. You know, we were all excited. And they, we said, 
We said what happened, and uh, the two two girls had been in these bunk beds, and they'd gone to sleep, and they'd been eating sweets, and they turned out the light like good night, and then a sweet hit one of them in the head, and she went stop throwing sweets to her mate, and the mate went I haven't, and then got hit in the head again. They turn on the lights, sweets are flying around the room. They go into the dad. They say this fucking shit's going off. <laughs> In the bedroom, he says, don't be ridiculous, there's no such thing. He walks into the, be- the bedroom and, that, as a joke, goes, stop throwing sweets at my daughter. Bang, sweet, it's him. They all scream, run out. <laughs> so we go back in the daylight, like, yeah, it would be interesting. We go in the house, nothing happens. I go to the bathroom. Interestingly, I do a wee-wee. Yeah, that is interesting. And I don't flush. I forget to flush. Ter- terrible. I was young. Uh, my dad puts uh, 20p, 50p and a pound on the bunk bed. We stand there. As I come out the bathroom, the toilet flushes and two bits of money come, one from this room, one from that room, go bang, meet in the middle. We all fucking scream, run out. <laughs> Explain that. It didn't happen. <laughs> you are mentally, there's a lot of mentally or comedians. <laughs> Um, you know, there's a magnet. A magnet. There's a magnet in there. Giant magnet? Yeah, a magnet that was attracted sweets as well. Towards people's heads. A very cl- and also a very hygienic magnet. Where did, the, did they eat the sweets afterwards? The ghosts? No, the human beings. They go back, what happened to the sweets? That's what worries I, you. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm thinking there's some yeah, free yeah, sweets being chucked sweets. around. I know, they left the sweets. Everyone no. was terrified of the I'd sweets. I'd have gone back and eaten the sweets. Yeah. What kind what of sweets? magnets in them? <laughs> All the better. Yeah, it's quite a scary story. Really scary. Yeah, I mean, I listen. What do you? How do you explain it? I, I genuinely am like, I don't know what happened. I think it's to do with uh, energy in it or something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we were all really wound up. Is it possible that one of the kids from the family, yeah, was just chucking the stuff around? No, because they weren't there. It was just us. Weren't they? No, they weren't. They were in the car. Could they have snuck back into the house? No. Okay. I don't think there are ghosts. I know you don't. And listen, I didn't. I didn't until... Why would they throw sweets at people? <laughs> Maybe there's what's, what's chocolatiers. <laughs> and they had... <laughs> I mean, look, it's, yeah, it's a good point. Why does anyone throw sweets? Maybe well, no they lived does. alone, are surrounded by mothers, and they thought, why will no one take our sweets? <laughs> it could be. And they started throwing them at people. Take my fucking sweets. <laughs> All right, I believe you now. Thank you. Do you have any webbed toes? No. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Be good if that other people did. Would you tell me if you did have webbed yeah, toes? Yeah, I'd show you. Would you? Mm. I never even think to ask. Bridget. What's the point of filming this? I know. If you're not getting people to get I've their... got too much. I've, I respect her too much. I don't respect you too much. Though. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't respect many people that much to not think to ask to see their web toes. Yeah. But it would seem inappropriate <laughs> to do it to her. But I'd, if I had web toes, I'd show you. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so you're giving me towel and you'd show me. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the going right out. best we're nights do it. of my life. We're going to go out. We're going to choose the towels. John Lewis. Yeah. And we get different size ones. You can, if you want, we can get all the... We can just get all the sizes. Whoosh, just go right through, get all the sizes. That won't even be 120, 150 quid. Holy That'll shit. be like about. I don't even know what it is. If we get them in the sale, 
Who knows? How often is the towel sale happening? Well, I think there is a sale at John Lewis. It's very good, John Lewis. Yeah. It'd be good if John Lewis would uh, would would Put some uh, sponsor up. this podcast. Yeah, because they'd like it would be better than we just get like idiots from the internet with crazy ideas that will never work. No one's and, giving in towels. No one's yeah. Yeah, anyone from John Lewis? Is anyone in from John Lewis? Is, is, it's unlikely. Is John Lewis in? Because he could green light that straight away. Yeah. Already done that. That was a free advert for your towels. I bet you there'll be... A, when this comes out, John Lewis, there'll be a John Lewis going, why have we sold, sold a lot of towels? Why have we sold a t- John Lewis £150 worth. <laughs> They'll be all at home. They'll all be. You'll all be getting your towels tomorrow in the, in the playground. Uh, so, uh, how long? How long are we done? I don't know. I have no idea. How long are we done, Dave? Too long. <laughs> once how long you edit all, all the bits out, how how long are we done? Four minutes. <laughs> mm. Shit. Um, I'm very excited about all the stuff you're doing. I'm thinking it's, Thank you. it's all going very well. Thanks. If you're in Hollywood, will you remember me? And, and come yes, back because on the I podcast. feel like a lot of this is going to come back at all. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in Hollywood, you will cut it out now. But if you get to Hollywood, we're going to release the next. We're going yeah, to, yeah. You haven't said anything that. Oh, the things you said have been fine. Seriously, don't trick me. I'm not tricking with your charming. It'll make people will be more intrigued. The people at home will go. I wonder what. Yeah. Wonder what he said about David Hasselhoff that we can't hear. Yeah. And then they'll hear it when I put it out in the future. And they go, ah, oh, very disappointed. Um, anyway. Sorry, we're making it harder, Dave. Uh, so, uh, I will ask you what I've disappointed. It would have been great if you'd seen a Bigfoot. That would have just been the perfect. I'm so sorry. Do you ever. No, I forgot we talked about that. Um, have you ever. Were you, were you ever rude to a celebrity when you were a child? No, I've got. I, 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 I'm, I met Steve Martin once, but it's fucking so tragic. It's one of the saddest stories of my life. Do you want that? I mean, yeah, I do. Were you a child or were you a grown up? Uh, was I he was in the strip club. No, yeah. he basically. I went uh, on on holiday once, and Steve Martin is properly like a hero, my hero. Yeah, mine. And uh, <laughs> and and I went on holiday, and we went to this beach, and there was waves, and I love waves, and I was swimming out and like surfing in, body surfing in, and next to me was Steve Martin. I was like, it's a fucking holy shit. That's Steve Martin's. And, and I was like, can't be. And it was. And he liked waves as much as I did. And, and I was so free. I was like, shit. And we, we, I kept sort of next to him, body surfing. A couple of times I sort of bumped into him and didn't say anything. Just, oh, God. God. And, and then I went back the next day and he was there again. And then so basically five days in a row, I surfed with Steve Martin. And it was such a long time that I started to think, we've built up a relationship. I keep coming back to surf with Steve Martin. Uh, but I was scared to talk to him. I didn't want to sort of ruin it. And then uh, at the end of the last day, we're walking back to the car. And as we're walking to the car, he was behind me with his, whoever he was with. And, and I was like, fuck, he's right behind me. He's right behind me. He's my hero, my hero. Fuck, fuck. And I was thinking, well, it's a sign. He's right behind me. I've got to say something. And my dad was like loading up the car. And then it turned out his car was right next to our car. So then he was just stood there. We stood there. And I'm thinking, well, we spent five days surfing together. My heart was going, shit, 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 shit. And then I just turned to him, like really suddenly, like, it's, like I basically sort of must have gone, say something now, but I hadn't planned what I'd say. And I sort of panicked, sort of turned to him. And I went, 
I went, this is an honor surfing with you, man. And <laughs> as soon as I said it, I wanted to cry, and I immediately turned back and jumped in the car, and I said to my dad, drive, drive, drive. <laughs> and poor Steve Martin, didn't, he just was like, he went like that, and then we were sort of screeching out. <laughs> and he went, hi. And, and I wanted to cry for, I mean... I've never really got over that, I have to say. That was the last time I was happy. <laughs> I think Steve Martin feels. Yeah. He was very upset. I don't think he understood what I meant. Because I was like, we've been, surf- we've been surfing a week, haven't we, mate? And it was an honour. Oh. Tragic. It's sad. Yeah. What's your new Edinburgh show about? Uh, it is about uh, drugs and fame and the Burning Man Festival oh. is what it's about. Cool. Yeah. And you're going to tour this show? Maybe. Because this podcast might go out after Edinburgh. Might be about in Edinburgh. Where are you on in Edinburgh? I'm the same. I'm in the Pleasance Courtyard in the Beneath at nine thirty. Very nice. Thanks. Good. It's where we used to hang out in the dressing room. It was, yeah, it was every good. day. That's right. Not by like as in. We both were doing shows. It wasn't like it we was just... a locker room, though. Yeah, <laughs> we did have a dressing room and locker yeah. room. We did. We met. We, 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 it was nice. That was nice. That, yeah, was, that nice. was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. Well, let's carry on for another half an hour, <laughs> just to make sure we've got enough. But please do keep saying things that we can't <laughs> use. Just pepper them. Yeah. Just pepper them throughout. Yeah. Uh, it's been really great. I'm really looking forward to the film. And so, Thank you. will that be everywhere? Will we be able to It'll see be that everywhere, everywhere, and I think within a short period of time, it will be available online. I would so much rather you see it at the cinema. Go and see it at the cinema. Sport British Cinema. Yeah. Catherine Tate. Yeah. You. Yeah. David Harewood. The lady at right? Game of Thrones, my favourite show. Which one was it at Game of Thrones? Uh, Nat Tenner. I don't watch it. She. Okay. Uh, a woman in the woods? <laughs> is that a thing? I think she's been bullshitting. Is that how she got the part? I'm the woman in the she's, woods. She's, na- she's naked in it, but isn't okay. everyone? Everyone is. Is she... Uh, I can't watch it since I'm off porn. Okay. I've never watched Game of Thrones. Not Natalie Dormer. No, not Natalie no. Dormer. I know Natalie. I play poker with Natalie Dormer. Oh, yeah? Who plays uh, Marjorie. Is that right? Do you watch okay. it? I, I really like it, but I can never remember the names of any of okay. the characters. There's uh, Lannister, Ian Lannister, <laughs> Simon Lannister. <laughs> They've all got the same name. Okay. There's a dragon in it. There's a dragon What's called... What's the dragon called? Drogon. Really? Is that right? Three of them. Three of them. Well, this one of them's called Drogon. The other that one's is a called lazy Dregon. name for a dragon. <laughs> Dragon, Dragon, Nograd. They did it. That was... It's, uh, it's all right. Yeah. Unlike in humans, at least they show some bums and stuff in it. No bums in no humans? No humans, they just cut away. It's rubbish. Uh, even robot bums? Yeah, I want to see a robot bum. They can just cut to it and then it's just like metal. They can do it if they remove the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been clear on the rules. <laughs> yeah. one, and if see, it has a light, if they open up and there's a light. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I'm interested in. Well, how can you be appalled by that? It's a robot. Vagina or anus or, pe- or urethra of a penis. You're right, actually. You if it's got a light inside, I think you're going to get away with your infidelity. <laughs> yeah. 
If you're peeing, it's the ra- if it's, it's a road map. Noise. <laughs> and then it's like a laser on the wall. Yeah. It's kind of slightly bobbling around. Yeah. No one could be upset by you sucking no. that. No. No. There's not a woman in the world who wouldn't say, "Well, that's a na- that's the most natural thing." <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up. Fantastic. Brett Goldstein, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You have been listening to Richard Herring, that's the Square Theatre Podcast, with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Brett Goldstein. The music is by Pest. Thanks to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. Thank you to everyone from GoldbusterStripe.com. Especially Chris Evans. <laughs> Not that one. He's doing Top Gear. <laughs> you idiot. The producer is Dave Cribb. It's a fuzz. Go Faster Stripe and Sky Potato Production. Thanks for listening. You can support us in lots of different ways. Why not go to gofasterstripe.com slash badges. Pay a pound a month. You get extra access to loads of behind-the-scenes stuff, extra questions, all sorts of malarkey. Or go to Kickstarter and help fund our campaign for some more videos. That way, all of this has been brought to you thanks to these wonderful people. Matthew Smith, Ewan Duncan, Rob Applin, Darren Foote, Colin Anderson, Raymond Harpany, Kevin Tipcorn, Steve Mash... Dean Ratland, Gaynor Wilson, Adam Queck, Stuart Fawcett, Tim Turner, Julian Benton, Thomas Baldwin, Lauren Pilkington, Matthew Blackburn, Neil Martin, Jack Burton, Fraser Levy, Gina Lynn, Paul Jeffrey, Rob Ward, Robert Tang Richardson, Leo Vagoda, Carol Forster, Icky Cower, Colm McGonagall, Aurora Watters, Jake, Heather Henderson, Simon Carl, Christine Sato, David Collier, Jijin John, Roy Owens, Matthew Poynton, and Chris Whitworth, Justin Fisher, Neil Taylor, Mothy, John Jordan, Peter McMinn, Gareth Williams, Philip McGrath, Matthew Fook, Fook, come on, that's not real, David Thompson. So thank you very much to all of them, especially Matthew Fook. Goodbye. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. No, this isn't a podcast about milk. If you like historical intrigue, a bit of culture and a sprinkling of controversy, this one's for you. I'm Rachel Stewart and I'm travelling around Europe, following the hidden history of everyday things as they're exported through time and around the world, by force, by chance or by choice. No need to pack your bags. Just subscribe to Don't Drink the Milk wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks very much, richardherring.com slash Rahalastapa for those remaining Rahalastapa dates, Rahalastapa, and richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour to find out all the tour dates for my upcoming stand-up. Would love to see you at those ones. Please book tickets if you can. All right, enjoy another podcast. Don't listen to anyone else's podcast but mine. Stay faithful, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.